you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. Really excited today to do an interview and have an interview with a special guest, which means I don't have my sweet husband, Dane, by my side today, but he loves listening to these with the interviews, so it'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm interviewing a graduate certified practitioner out of my program. Her name is Annie Young. And I think that Annie's one of those individuals that's gone through my program, also in my advanced program, and along the way we became friends. So I asked her to go ahead and step up and do one of these crazy podcast interviews with me. Annie, thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure for sure. Awesome. So I've had a lot of fun watching your new facility go up. And I'm going to try to say the name correctly of your business, Salbona. Is that how we say it? Salbona Ranch? Yeah. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Great. I remember that it had a really beautiful meaning for that Salbona name. So walk me through what that means. Sabona is a greeting from the African tribe, the Zulu tribe in Africa. And it means I see you, but it's not, you know, I, I see you are wearing jeans and a t-shirt. It's I see you. I see your soul. I see you as a whole, capable, much to give the world human. I love that. And it matches with our gestalt, yes. seeing people as capable and whole as well. So just beautiful. And this past year, you got a chance to go to Africa with your husband, Jeff, right? I did. Yes, it was definitely a trip of a lifetime. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Did you see any horses while you were there? Only of the striped kind. Of the striped. (laughs) The ones in the pajamas. Yes. (laughs) For sure. Oh, that's awesome. We have a mutual person in the herd, Joyce Kaufer, and she went to Africa and actually rode there horseback with a guide who was, you know, specially equipped for all of that. And the photos, she looks like she's riding a mouse next to an elephant. I mean, they're just amazing how close they got to all the animals and what a once in a lifetime experience that was as well. So your facility, back to that, I want to really spend a little bit of time on it because it's one of the reasons I wanted to do this interview with you. We have a lot of people that write in and they're thinking of building a facility and they're, you know, going through all that. And so I've watched from before you purchased it, kind of through the process of purchasing it and really the change in it. So it's located in Littleton up in the mountains to give you my experience of it is here in Colorado, we have where Denver is, is fairly flat. You can see the mountains, but you're not in the mountains when you're in Denver. And when you come up this climb from Littleton, it's just a gorgeous drive. And for me, I feel it's not a long drive by any means to where her facility is, but there's a certain point where you sort of feel like you're dropping away all of the traffic and all of the city and all of the burden of city life and coming up into this beautiful, serene mountain setting. So I don't know if it still feels that way to you because you're working on the facility. Which is a lot. So describe it when you first saw it and what you loved about it and and what the setting is. How do you put that in words? When I first saw the property, it very much looked like an abandoned barn. The weeds grown up and all the things in panels down and you know, that sort of thing. However, one of the biggest things that attracted me is that it's on acreage. It's on 38 acres and a big portion of the acreage is grade. So it's 
nature's most beautiful fencing, right? It's nothing but beautiful trees. You really feel isolated and yet secure and like you've gotten away and you've only driven 10 minutes from the nearest freeway. Feels very private, like you've just gone way up in the mountains. (laughs) And like you say, 10 minutes from the craziness of town. Yeah. And like you said, you can physically feel your heartbeat slow down. As you drive up, it's a big, deep breath of fresh air up there, yeah. Now, you and Jeff had us, Dane and I, come up and just kind of walk through it when you were thinking about buying it, and you were thinking about what are you going to do, and we explored all around the land and went through the barn, and the woman who had owned it for a long time had a lot of things stored in the barn and stuff in the barn and everything, not really set up anymore for horses or any of that, but you trusted your vision and you had a powerful vision for it. And I hope we helped you, you know, develop a little bit more on that vision, but walk through like, what's that like? Because it was in disrepair. It needed a ton of care. So walk us through a visual of like, how did you approach that? And what have you done? It helped a lot when she moved out, although my hopes were pretty low that she would get everything out of there by the time we closed But by golly, she did. And the barn was a lot bigger than I expected once I saw it empty. And that's when really I started honing in on the specifics of the vision of, I really wanted something where when you drove up from the outside, it looked like a postcard and like something out of a movie where you really felt like you were in a magical, sacred place. And then with that, I had to find the perfect architect and builder that had the same taste as mine. That was easy to say, this is what I'm looking for. And him say, oh yeah, I totally get that. Could feel your vision. Yeah, somebody that could be in alignment with your Mm -hmm. vision, sure. And not just by the picture vision, but the spirit and the energy of it too. And I was really fortunate to fall upon just such a guy and he's been a perfect fit. So he he is full in on all of the vision, creating the energy, not just the picture. It's such an undertaking because it's been transforming and I need to come up and see it again, but it's been transforming when I've seen it through the process from a neglected barn that hadn't been used for a number of years with all of its issues, doors didn't open, I mean, everything that needed to be repaired and redone and everything else to this high end experience when you get there where all the wood is beautiful in this barn now. Every cabinet has so much thought put to it and all of the design of the feed room and the vet room and just everything you've done is nothing short of miraculous for sure. And outside the barn, you did a ton too. So what kind of things did you do outside the barn? Well, it was a big blue metal barn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A dirty big blue metal barn. Dirty big, yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted it to have more of a woodsy fill. And so we put beetle kill pine on the outside, which was no small feat because of many reasons. One being that pine in general turns orange in the sun. And so we had to find the perfect stain for that. But I was looking for the blue and the variation in the wood. I wanted it to look like it had history. And so we picked a piece of wood that actually does have history because it went through some traumatic events in its life when it died, right? Because of the beetles. And so it was just a really nice fit. So we did a big facelift on the outside of the barn. So the metal is still in the middle. So I didn't want to tear down the metal and put up wood. 
So you just kind of did like a facelift in a I sense. I did. That's beautiful. Because that metal barn also has its own story and I didn't want to tear it down. Exactly. And then you built this fabulous bathroom. The bathroom is oh, the just killer on the whole thing. Spectacular. <laughs> My husband often says the cabinetry in here is better than our master. <laughs> It might be. It's really, really beautiful. But, you know, of course, you're preparing for clients to come. And sometimes those clients share such private things with us and such painful memories and when trauma hit their life, et cetera, et cetera. And so I feel like they're going to get there and just what you wanted, they're going to feel like they're in a respite and they're being taken care of just by being in such a beautiful place. I have held a group up there already. Uh, this past fall, I had an eight-person group and many of them made comments almost every time we met about just that, the ride up, being able to breathe deeper, their heartbeats going down, being in that magical space. They all could feel it. It was very rewarding to have that feedback. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, outside the barn, you created some very smart parking because it is everything that I would say is nothing on this ground is flat. Everything is either moving <laughs> up or down because it's on a mountainside. And so it has this beautiful vista view and then everything's either up or down and you've got creative with your parking. So you have a way to drive all the way around the barn, even though it, it was up and down. It's now this easy to drive loop. Put in some nice parking there, beautiful bathroom. Outside of the barn, you'd never recognize it from where it was. Inside the barn, you'd never recognize it where it was. And there's a gathering space, not only the horses, but a gathering space in the center of the barn where you're able to do our gestalt work in there if the weather needs it or whatever. And then speak a little bit about outside the barn to, I'm going to say to the back, for lack of a better word of saying it, but up that hill, what it looked like and what you've done. Well, up the hill from the barn was a goat barn. And I kid you not, there was so much goat poop inside of it. It was two (laughs) feet higher ground inside than it was outside. So that was pretty phenomenal to see. It was very dilapidated. and She was not a neat freak. (laughs) No. (laughs) And that building we were not able to save and do anything with. However, we have taken parts of it that will be seen in the new structure. So we still refer to it as a goat barn, but it will not be a goat barn. It will be basically a big giant patio that can be enclosed if the weather is bad. It will be heated when it's enclosed. It will have its own bathroom. We have poured the foundation. Well, that's really nice. I didn't know you were doing that. So that upper Mm -hmm. part will have its own bathroom. They don't have to go down the hill to the barn. Nice. That's right. The building will be essentially a rectangle and two full sides of it will open up completely. So it'll feel like outdoor living space. And the broad side of it will be six feet from the horse's round pin. So when I have a fellow equine coach with me, they can bear witness to all the work being done on the patio right there. They're they're pretty much a part of it. Perfect. Perfect. That's just great. And a lot of fences have come out. And I mean, I hope you took a lot of photography for the before and after album that should be placed prominently somewhere that everybody yes, can see. Because yes, <laughs> it's, it's just been an amazing ordeal. When did you start the whole project? When did you close escrow? Okay, so we closed on the property July of 2020 which also was no small feat. And then we began construction. Well, actually, we began cleanup that fall. Um, There's so much barbed wire and 
weird little run-in shelters that she had. And again, we've saved the roofs of them, the metal of the roofs of them. That will be seen later in different parts of the property. But so yeah, a lot of cleanup. We've had fire mitigation out and they are looking at making sure we get what trees need to come down or what oak brush needs to come out and mm-hmm, making it super safe. So it's it's huge. I mean, I have built from the ground up, from the bare ground up on a couple of barns in my lifetime. I've also renovated the big barn and indoor that I have now was in horrendous shape. You, you couldn't find the driveway down to it because the weeds were so tall. Raccoons had taken it over. I mean, it, it, it was really bad and it was inhabited by everything but horses, right? (laughs) So I can kind of feel you with that, just how much work it is to go in and just get it clean so you know what you've got to start with and then, you know, go from there. It's worth it. I'll tell you, we're six and a half, almost seven years in on our place and we love it and it's all turnkey and perfect now. But we laugh when we think about what it looked like (laughs) when we bought it too and, (laughs) and everything we've done to it. So walk me through now this, your vision was not only to have it be a facility that you work out of? Because you live, you and your husband and kids, you live how far from it down in town? 15, 17 minutes. Yeah. So, but it is downtown. Yeah. But it, more downtown. And you'll have somebody who lives on site when the horses are there on site. And say a little bit about your vision and what really, if somebody contacts Salbona Ranch, what they're able to do. My husband and I dreamed and talked long before we were married, about making sure that we built a life that provided being able to give back into the community. And so when I entered your program and as I started developing and really honing in on my vision, I limited myself to what I already have. I have a beautiful two-acre property with my horses in my backyard, and I was trying to make it work in suburbia, really. I have neighbors. I have people all over, a walking path behind my... And so... I was trying to make it work here and my beloved husband came to me and said, I don't think this is going to work. And what is it? What is really in your heart? And so I went back to those days of dreaming with him of giving back to the community and it was so clear. I wanted this to be so much bigger than me. I wanted it to be, I don't want to just touch my niche of people that I wanted to help. I wanted it to be bigger than that. I wanted it to be other coaches coming and bringing their clients that are different than mine. And we could expand it by far. And he was full heartedly in on that vision. And so as a practitioner, contacting me means working out the details on renting some space for me, some time on the ranch and the horses that will be stabled there, that will be their home full time. And they will be horses that are, if they're willing to coach and ready to step up, that that's a possibility so that it could just grow and and just be a really sacred space. Well, it's a a very generous vision and a beautiful vision, Annie, because not everybody who comes through our Touch by Horse program has their own facility. And so they're always looking for where's one that I could board a horse at and I could do this work from. And what you're building is kind of the nirvana, right? You're building the one that is private enough 
people come up, they can really sit and journal, they can be there and enjoy the space and feel healed from from the environment. And then also the horses are there and also the EGC works. So it's it's really a beautiful thing because not everybody wants to have their own facility, nor can they have their own facility. So I've always been very pleased that you're doing this for, you know, other graduates. Probably, are you thinking probably a couple of other grads will work out of that facility? Yes, I am currently working on scheduling and how that would really look. But yes, I yeah, I do see a handful of different coaches coming up. And so we have recently purchased the houses on the property, which was a separate purchase. And sadly, I'm not going to be able to save those homes. It is indeed unfortunate. And yet at the same time, it's exciting because I get to start fresh. And since I'm starting fresh from that standpoint, I am building a retreat part of the retreat center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will be able to house eight to 10 to 12 guests for a more intensive session. Which is perfect. And you'll definitely have graduates from my program beating down your door for that because they're I'm always they're <laughs> always looking for places for that. So that's that's, that's perfect. The intent for sure. <laughs> that's the intent for sure. That's perfect. Uh, Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. So you did not have horses when you were a child, correct? I did not. I grew up in rural Idaho and I had horses all around me, but they were really hardcore working horses. They were, I'm going to get the cattle out of the mountains. Yeah. Cattle, <laughs> I mean, horses not come and I'll let. Yeah. Blue collar, blue collar horses. Blue collar, that's right. For sure. For sure. And then in your adult life, you got into horses before you came in my program. Yes, I did. Uh, One of my daughters was struggling with self-esteem. And so we, she wasn't really into sports. And so I offered, do you want to learn to ride horses? And she was timid about it. And I said, well, I'll do it with you. And six months later, I bought a horse. Oh, fantastic. That's great. That's great. The, The multiple lessons that they teach kids. It's just so invaluable. It's it's an amazing process. And then what led you to our program? My first career, I am currently a registered pediatric dietitian and I'm clinical based. So that means I've been, I've worked in a hospital, I've worked outpatient, all the things. And my niche then were kids with special needs, very medically complicated and fragile kids. And typically from premature birth to five, I usually didn't see them much really after three, but I had a few up to five. And so in that career, I watched really strong, educated adults become puddles of insecurity and self-doubt and all the things that come with having a baby that's not typical. 
Yeah, you and I on a personal level have talked about the fact that was our daughter Molly who was born with her intestinal disease. And so it was not you, I wish it had been you, but it was someone who had your credentials when she was born that helped us just understand this child with these terrible GI issues. What could she eat? How would she live? How would she sustain herself? And I've shared with you, she was on IV nutrition uh, called TPN for many years of her life. And then working with someone doing the nutritional work like you were doing, well, how do we, what, what do we feed her? You know, what's healthy enough to do. So I do remember the fear being the mother of a child who was that compromised and that fragile in that way. And we were in and out of the hospital a lot. And and that role that you've played for so many families, for kids that other mothers have healthy kids and take for granted, you know, you put a cracker in their hand or whatever, but it's not like that for, for many kids that have these special needs. So thank you for everything you've done for those moms. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. And so you had, you had that background. You didn't know that I had that background with my daughter when you came in the program, I don't believe. No, I did not know. So how did life unfold? where you ended up saying, I want to do and be an EGC coach? Well, as my own three children came into the world, I realized that serving the families I served didn't leave a lot emotionally left for me when I came home at night. Very much loved my career and they were so I oh, so grateful to those families and I enjoyed every second. And I had to make a hard choice that I needed to step back. So as I started peeling back from that career, I started diving more and more once my kids got into elementary school into their world. And as they were then growing out of elementary school, I was sort of retiring from elementary school, if you would. And I knew I needed something. And I always knew in my heart that I was missing a piece from that other career. I really wanted to hold the hands of the parents. I really wanted to support them. But in that role, I was there to serve the child and I did so. So as I had the opportunity to find out about your program and then I looked into it more, it was immediately clear to me, this was my avenue to go back to now serve the parents of the children I once served. Yeah, that's beautiful. And so that's one of your, we call it a niche, but it's one of your specialties and one of your niches will be working with parents whose children were not born biologically perfect. <laughs> you know, they were not, not, not born biologically perfect, but they have, as you learned, and as certainly as a mom, I learned, they have other attributes that make that up. It's like they're shorted here, but they're plussed there. So absolutely. It absolutely, works absolutely. Up. But really, where does a mom go? or a dad go when, you know, you're planning, I, you and I've shared about this, but I know my son was born before my daughter and he was the picture of health still is, thank goodness. And I went through this second pregnancy just with the assumption I was going to have a normal baby and a healthy baby. And I think I was silly enough in those days to do what most pregnant women do, which is I hope my baby has 10 fingers and 10 toes, right? That's sort of what they pray for and really pray for an intestinal tract, you know, some of those things we don't even <laughs> think of to pray for, for, right? Yeah. A, a throat that swallows, a gut that processes and all that. And so then, then you have this child and you're really, I used to say it was like taking a drink from a fire hose. So much information and pain are coming at you together. So many professionals that are involved in the care of your child. And what comes last, 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 last is the grief, 
the disappointment, the conflict inside of I love my child and I wish my child had been born without all these issues. It's just endless, the emotional things that the parents go through. And so to have someone like you, Annie, to go to who understands it from both sides, you understand it from the clinical side, you understand it from the practical side, but boy, after the training you've done with me, you understand the size of the lightning bolt that hits a parent when they find out this child who they made the natural assumption that's going to be healthy, most children are, is not. And now what do I do? And what do I do with all these emotions? So um, whether uh, as this podcast is happening and people are listening to this, whether your child was born yesterday or born 10 or 15 years ago, those emotions are still with you. That sense of conflicted disappointment and, and excitement and fear and that whole ball of wax is still inside you, causing you to have reactions to certain things in life that doing work with Annie can help you just lay that down and never have to have a nightmare or a tough thought or a way of reacting to somebody else that things aren't going smoothly, both inside and outside your awareness. That's what I think is also fascinating about the work is sometimes people say, well, why would I want to go dig all that back up again? But they don't realize how much that pain is still woven into every breath, everything they do every day. It's still there. It's not like it just mysteriously goes away. So working with Annie, someone like Annie or Annie in our process, it absolutely is put to rest and you get you back. You get who you were meant to be and operating in that way of of meaning to be there. Anything surprise you about the training for you personally? Anything in the training that surprised you for you? I would say that I went in feeling that I had a perfect life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, what do I have? I don't have baggage. I don't have things that happen to me. I've I've had a pretty, you know, I had a decent childhood. I grew up, I'm independent. I went to college, you know, all the things from the outside look pretty typical and pretty non-eventful. And so what surprised me is that trauma can be hidden in small things in perhaps it's an interpretation you have as a five-year-old and now I'm 50 and I'm still carrying that same philosophy around what I decided as a five-year-old. And so it surprised me how much I had to work on. I'm a mom of typical children. My children are healthy aside from a little sensory and normally functioning. And I have trauma around some of the stuff they've struggled with on a you know, bullying or or dealing with someone who said they wanted to be a school shooter in front of them. Like the thing, you know, then I come home and I have my own trauma around that. So I am surprised by really that, that there's an, everyone needs support. Every parent needs support, not just the ones with special needs kids, but all of us, you know? And so do you feel you would invite parents of kids. Basically, if you've been a parent, <laughs> you've you've had some things that haven't gone the way you hoped they would go, that you're you're the one they should go see. I would agree. I think the training that you have received and Annie was 
incredibly brilliant with it. The training that you have received is trauma-informed. So many times people sit down and they want to look at, you know, this is going on in my life over here. So we'll say it's at point A. And really what starts coming up is point C, you know, where's B? So it's your body starts bringing up what you need to look at. And the horses certainly draw a highlighter over things they think we should look at. So anyone, not just parents, if you've never had children, you can benefit from the work. However, you know, certainly there's a lot with just the topic of parents and kids at any age. There's always plenty to look at and plenty to think about, you know, am I parenting my child similar or differently from how I was parented? And how does that work out for me? Right. And is my spouse coming from one family dynamic and I'm coming from another? And are we putting that together in clarity or in confusion? You know, which way are we going here? All those things to be processed are really big for people for sure. So I want to thank you for spending this time with me. Anything else that you would want our podcast audience to hear from you, Annie Young from Saubona Ranch? I think we've touched all the big things. If you need more information or would really like to get in touch with me, definitely check out my website. Give me a call. Send me an email. Whatever it takes, let's get the dialogue going to living a better life, being all you can be. And if you want to see what a barn looks like that somebody says, I have a limitless vision, I'm just going to take this piece of property and do what I want with it in a beautiful vision, it's it's worth the price of admission to go see this gorgeous uh, facility and, and barn that she's created in a really special place in Littleton, Colorado. We want to thank our sponsors, Hope Through Horses, for sponsoring our podcast this week. And Hope Through Horses, again, is a nonprofit that that really supports our graduates. It supports some of our students who need a little assistance with tuition to the basic training program. And then also people who want a session with someone like Annie, but are in a hardship situation and don't have the money to afford it. You can definitely apply through Hope Through Horses for that assistance as well. So check out Annie, check out touchbyahorse.com. We do have graduates all over the country. Many, many times people come a long distance to meet a certain grad. So I have people who fly in from all over the world to see me. My grads have people who come in from all over. So if you're sitting in Georgia and you're thinking, I would like to work with Annie in Colorado, it's a great excuse to get out here to this beautiful state and to make the trip out. And they'll help you figure out where you need to go, where you can stay, all of that kind of thing to make it work. And you can do two or three sessions in one trip out and uh, make it work. If you would rather not do the big travel, let us know. We'll find a certified practitioner near you. Thanks so much for joining me today, Annie. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation to come and and share my world with everyone. You bet. I'm going to come up and see that place because I know even since I was last there, you've done a lot. So I can't wait to come see it again. Thank you, everybody. Make it a blessed day. And we'll see you next week on another podcast of Touched by a Horse. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. 
See you around the barn and on the next episode.